0: We don't need we'll a damn abolition America
1: amendment. No. Leave really? the constitution alone! The peace commissioners what? appear today oh, oh, state or by by state on the
0: <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. I can't accomplish a damn thing of any human meaning or worth until we cure ourselves of slavery and end this pestilential war! And whether any of you or anyone else knows it, I know I need this. This amendment is that cure. We're stepped out upon the world stage now, now, with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilt to afford us this moment, now, now, now. And you grousal and heckle and dodge about like Petty-fogging Tammany Hall hucksters. See what is before you. See the here and now. That's the hardest thing. The only thing that accounts. Abolishing slavery by constitutional provision settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn, millions to come
2: hi everybody this is ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event i heard that uh that that scene from the movie Lincoln. And I said, you know what? This is exactly where President Trump is right now. This is exactly where it is as we watch this this standoff between the Democrats and the Republicans over something so trivial as a border wall, something so minute in a $4.404 trillion budget as a $5.7 billion uh, uh, appropriation for a wall that's already been it's already been approved in in for years and years and years something so trivial and something so monumentally important as this wall and it's a once a, and it's a one time last forever kind of thing i want to play that opening clip one more time and 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 understand the the where where abraham lincoln was in this moment he knew that this was the time that slavery needed to be abolished. It needed to happen because this was the time and they could end the war and all this stuff could happen. And this wasn't just a, hey, this is just solving it for this time. It's solving it for all time. Let me play it one more time.
0: We don't need we'll a d-
1: damn abolition America
0: amendment. No. Leave the Constitution what alone. The Peace Commissioners here today. Oh, 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 state worst, by state. On the extra- I can't listen to this anymore. I can't accomplish a damn thing of any human meaning or worth until we cure ourselves of slavery and end this pestilential war. And whether any of you or anyone else knows it, I know I need this. This amendment is that cure. We're stepped out upon the world stage now. now! with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. And you grousal and heckle and dodge about like petty Tammany Hall hucksters. See what is before you. See the here and now. That's the hardest thing. The only thing that accounts. Abolishing slavery by constitutional provision settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think people don't recognize how significant this moment is in time. And and this how how significant this wall is to our for to our southern border well people can get over it people won't try to get over it people won't try you know the uh, CNN's uh CNN's guy uh, what's his face uh uh not Jake Tapper who's the other guy that went down there to the to the uh was it Jake Tapper? oh maybe it was Jake Tapper that went down to the uh southern border and he said look there's no he's walking along a place where there's uh the steel slats and hey look there's there's no uh, crisis going on down here you know what because people aren't going where the wall is because they know there's a wall there they're not going to try and climb it and if you notice it hey steel slats hey these mexican people can they can they can climb up those things well you get halfway up and then it becomes solid and then if you could then if you could uh, be uh, Batman and and uh, st- or Spider-Man and stick to the stick to the wall when you get to the top there's a big round thing on it so you have to uh, you know climb climb I, th- I know rock climbers probably have a name for this you got to climb over you got to go negative and go backwards and over the top you know it's it's uh it's going to be very difficult for people to to climb over this but the biggest deal is people won't try people won't leave Honduras and Guatemala and come across Mexico to make that big walk if they know there's a big wall and they don't and they're not going to be able to get over it or under it or through it they just won't try this is a for an all-time thing you know what people don't recognize the significance in history of what we're going through right now and it's uh it's ugly and uh, I'm going to talk about the details of it in fact I'm gonna do that right after I introduce myself and uh and talk about the most recent the most recent news on it, I'm bringing y'all up to speed. But uh, first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, of Wholesale Capital, your local direct mortgage lender. Professionals that care. If you're uh, involved in, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you need financing. Call the professionals who care at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to WCCLoans.com, www.wccloans.com, L-O-A-N-S.com. Click on uh, looking for a loan. Click on apply now. Put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself. Or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron uh, Fredericks, or Randy Johnson, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Well, I'm thinking I I'm thinking might be a good time to buy buy a house because I hear it's slowing down. Yep, it's a great time to buy a house, but I don't really know what I have to do to qualify. Do I qualify? Do I have enough money? Uh, what about my credit? Call us. Call us and we'll walk you through it. We'll walk you through it. You know, we do this thousands of times a year. You're going to do it three or four times in your life. So we understand that. We'll walk you through it. If you hear something you want uh, repeated, uh, you can get the podcast You can get the podcast uh, repeated at uh, edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page. You'll hear this show as well. as There's uh, several past shows you can play on demand. Um, also, we uh, just recorded a real estate show another real estate show that's uh, playing at various times on the radio, but you can hear it on on, uh, edhoffman.net. You can also get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, actually subscribe for free, have it download to your computer, your phone, your whatever you listen to uh, podcasts on and uh, listen to it on demand. Um, If if you want to follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and the Facebook page for the show is facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. All right. So, uh, oh, one last thing. If you uh, have any comments on the show that uh, you want to uh, uh, let me know that you want to make sure I hear positive or negative, eight five five six four 2092. All right. So let's talk about the shutdown. Let's talk about this wall. Let's talk about this. Thing. you know, it, what is what is the issue? Is it the wall or is it the government shutdown? Because we, just, we have 800,000 non-essential employees sitting at home not, that are going to get paid as soon as they come back. I say, why? If we don't have the money to do it and, we're shut, and we shut the government down until we, till we resolve how we're going to spend our money, why, why agree to keep paying them? Because that means they're, they're just sitting there and, and $13.5 billion per, per month is just going down the toilet. That's kind of Barack obama ish don't you think? Oh, yeah, that's why the Democrats don't care, and in fact, before this thing was resolved, they decided to take a three day weekend off and they gave all the Democrats the Friday off. It's amazing, it's amazing, so but uh, you know is it is it the shutdown that's important or it's the wall that's important i think uh i think I think trump, the guy who uh offends everybody, is the only guy who sees it clear and uh and I think uh, Pelosi, I don't know why there's not an impeach Pelosi uh, uh, movement going on. Can we impeach a congressperson, a Speaker of the House? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. Maybe we start something. A recall. We can do a recall effort. But of course, the people in her district have to do it. But if you'd think as Speaker of the House, we could, uh, we could do something nationally to do it. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm rambling now. So on Thursday, the Senate held a held competing votes on President Trump's proposal. Last Saturday, Trump had a uh, had a speech, and he said, "Hey, I've got an, a speech, um, a national speech. He's gonna do on uh, noon on uh, noon uh, noon our time, Pacific time." Um, and he laid out he laid out his proposal to um, settle this issue. And um, so he he did this speech. I thought it was only about. Five minutes long, I thought it was uh, very strong, very presidential, very humble. He didn't rub the Democrats' nose in it. He gave them some stuff that they wanted in exchange. I thought I thought it was I thought it was a very well done speech, um, and that so uh, he, so they voted on that, voted both on that on Thursday and as well as a de- uh, a uh, a Democrat bill that would fund the the uh, government through February eighth without wall funding. Um, so it was the first time the Senate has stepped off the sidelines to try and end the month long government shutdown, uh, a recap of the president's budget proposal of what he, what he announced on Saturday, 5.7 billion to, for the steel barrier system. Another word for the wall. Um, but we don't care if it's built out of steel or concrete or whatever it's built out of as long as it's, uh, as long as it stops, uh, the, uh, the mass walking across the border, uh, embedded in. So, $5.7 billion to fund a steel barrier system, another name for the wall, and embedded investments in technology and roads in priority areas identified by the Border Patrol. $805 million for technology, canines, and personnel to help stop the flow of illegal drugs, weapons, and other contraband. Uh, $675 million for drug detection inspection technology, so I assume that's uh, sniffers and stuff, and they talk about this for at the ports of entry. $130 million for canine units, those are dogs for those of you that don't understand. Uh, training training personnel and portable scanners to help de- deter and detect smuggled narcotics and weapons. Um, $800 million in humanitarian assistance, medical support, and new temporary housing. That's for the uh, the people that we stop, that we can't push back over the wall. Um, $782 million to hire an additional 2,750 border agents, law enforcement officers, and staff which after the wall is built, we probably won't need that many. Um, $563 million to support the immigration court system, uh, including hiring 75 new immigration judges, judge teams, to reduce the immigration court backlog of 900,000 cases. The president also proposed a new program for Central American minors to apply for asylum uh, in their home countries, which Democrats don't want because they want people to come here and grow up and vote for them. So, uh, so basically, if things are so bad... And you're a minor in Honduras, you can apply. I guess you can apply by mail or you can apply by a computer or something and get it. And so you don't have to make that trek not knowing whether you're going to come over. But uh, here's the part the Democrats should love. As part of uh, President uh, Trump's willingness to compromise to reopen the government, he's proposing a grant to grant provisional status to current DACA, you know, that's a uh, deferred action for childhood arrivals. That's the people that came over illegally with their parents when they were kids and they couldn't have been more than 15 years old in 2007 if I remember correctly. And, uh, he proposed this and he did DACA in 2012 and you had to be, uh, no older than 15 as of 2007. So, uh, so apparently there were 20 year olds and, and younger. Um, um, so the grants current, uh, Grants a provisional status to current DACA and temporary protected status recipients. Provisional status would be granted for three years for around 700,000 700, DACA recipients and another 300,000 people on uh, temporary provisional status, which I tried to figure out what that is. I think it's uh, people that are here for some reason, and uh, we couldn't seem to uh, get them processed, so he gave them temporary provisional status. So for for those people, gave them. There's three hundred thousand of them in this country. Uh, give them. They'll extend it for three years while we get our act together. But do Democrats care about President's willingness to compromise? Of course not. Um, before the President had even finished delivering his proposal, Nancy called it a non Nancy Pelosi called it a non-starter. We're getting on a first-name basis when we're talking about uh, idiots. We just say Nancy, and everybody knows who I'm talking about. Um, and here's crying Chuck Schumer, uh, what he said on Wednesday.
1: The president had to make a proposal to try and shake things up. It was not a good-faith proposal. It was not intended to end the shutdown. The president's proposal is one-sided, harshly partisan, and was made in bad faith.
2: Well, I don't know what in bad faith. It was harshly it was one-sided. It sounded like he gave them what, you know, a year ago, all they were concerned about were the DACA kids. Now they don't give a crap about one of them. They, yeah, I don't care about them. We're just not giving you no money for the wall. That's all we care about. They don't care. Hey, he, he handed them over. Here's three years to get this thing wrapped up for the, here's a million people that are going to be affected by it. The people that, uh, the people that, um, you guys, that the Democrats care about more than they care about people here. Cause just keep letting them break the law, we'll keep giving them We'll keep giving them uh, free stuff. The Democrats. Uh, let's see here. So the Democrats' competing bill would have reopened government agencies through February eighth, which would give Congress three more weeks to work out the final bill, but of course no wall funding included. Funding included, and on Thursday neither bill passed. Um, the final. I have to read that out one over again, Dan. Uh, the Democrats' competing bill would have reopened government agencies through february 8th which is only three weeks um give them three more weeks to work out the final bill but of course no wall funding included and on thursday neither bill passed the final vote on the republican bill was 50 to 47 with uh there was two democrats that weren't there to or there was two republicans that weren't there to vote and uh democrat joe manchin crossed over to the side with the gop um because it makes sense because it makes sense to do that on the Democrat bill the final vote was 52 to 44, all Democrats voting yes and several Republicans crossing over. Guess which ones they were? Let's see. Here's a few names, you know. Uh Susan Collins of Maine, of course. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, of course. Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, of course. And Cory Gardner of Colorado. I don't know that I would have guessed him. And uh wait for it. Here's here here's the new one. Utah's own Mitt Romney. <sighs> The crowd goes crazy. All right. So uh, by Thursday evening, there was talk of a compromise to come on Friday, first suggested by President Trump.
1: Well, one of the ideas suggested is they open it. They pay a sort of a, a prorated down payment for the wall, which I think people will agree that you need. You need the wall. In fact, I see a lot of the Democrats are all almost all of them are breaking saying, look, walls are good. Walls are good. Big difference from what you had two or three weeks ago.
2: As she left the Capitol on Thursday, Pelosi told reporters that the down payment on the wall was not a reasonable agreement. But first, she made this strange speech about federal workers and veterans on the House floor and basically just babbling babbling nonsense.
3: Temperatures remain below freezing. Americans like Julie from rural Iowa, who says that farmers already are hit hard by tariffs, will feel the squeeze even more now. Americans like Sarah from Colorado whose new job at the VA is on hold, adding t- to wait times for veterans who need health care services. And may say of J- veterans who compose nearly a third of our federal workforce, 31 percent. are veterans who have security clearances, who are at risk, which are at risk uh, when y- you can lose your security clearance if you lose your credit rating and you can lose your credit rating if you cannot pay your bills on time your mortgage your rent your uh car payment your uh credit card bills and the rest credit rating goes down your the vulnerability of your security uh, clearance goes down it is increased What?
2: Hey, you know what, uh, number one, people with security clearances probably make more money than than probably uh, the beginning people in the in the government. And I don't think I'd be worried about those people. They probably have money in the bank, or they should if they can manage their money. Um, if they can't, then maybe they shouldn't be trusted with the security of our country. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe they should have what's called an emergency fund, you know, put a few months worth of income into a savings account. So just in case uh, something comes up like, uh, you know, you get in a car accident, you lose your job for a little bit. You know, why are why are federal workers immune from ever losing their job? I don't know. I don't think anybody in the private sector has that has that uh, that assurance that they're never going to lose their job. Hey, if uh, economics change and things change and and uh, people lose their jobs and uh, but not government workers, whether they're productive or not. They have to, you know. Hey, they're not that productive that we couldn't lay them off for a month and uh, have them not work. And the government apparently, the world is still okay. Why are we still? Why are we paying them to go back to work then? Maybe we should take this opportunity to reevaluate. Nevertheless, nevertheless, apparently something was worked out on Friday morning. So, uh, so you know the the what what apparently happened. What apparently happened was. Um, a lot of the Democrats are crossing over and saying, yeah, the wall, the walls work, walls work. You know, I'm not on with Pelosi. The walls are immoral. They're not immoral. And, uh, uh, and, and Trump came out on Friday morning and apparently they worked up a deal. Let me, let me me play that one.
1: In a short while I will sign a bill to open our government for three weeks until February 15th. I will make sure that all employees receive their back pay very quickly or as soon as possible. It'll happen fast. I am asking Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to put this proposal on the floor immediately. After 36 days of spirited debate and dialogue, I have seen and heard from enough Democrats and Republicans that they are willing to put partisanship aside I think, and put the security of the American people first. I do believe they're going to do that. They have said they are for complete border security, and they have finally and fully acknowledged that having barriers, fencing, or walls, or whatever you want to call it, will be an important part of the solution a bipartisan conference committee of House and Senate lawmakers and leaders will immediately begin reviewing the requests of our Homeland Security experts, and experts they are. They will put together a Homeland Security package for me to shortly sign into law. Over the next 21 days, I expect that both Democrats and Republicans will operate in good faith. This is an opportunity for all parties to work together for the benefit of our whole beautiful, wonderful nation.
2: So apparently as a, as I listen to it, I hear, hey, he's opening he's opening the 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 government. He's doing a continuing resolution till the 15th of of February, which basically says, "Hey, everybody can get their back pay now." So nobody's hurting. So we're not penalizing the employees, but then stop. You got, we got three weeks. We got three weeks. We got till uh, February 15th to resolve this. And everyone's pretty much said, okay, we're going to do a budget and it'll include the wall. And, uh, and, but Hey, if you guys uh, backstab me, it's closing down again on February 15th. So, cause this has to be included. So that's how I see he worked it out. Um, I'm not, I'm not, Really excited about um, him uh, capitulating a little bit but he capitulated for three weeks. it did at least he didn't do a continued resolution that pushes it to next year or you know three months down the line it's, it's you know and that's one of the things from two weeks ago when they had that meeting and he said well they wanted to, to extend he goes well what's gonna happen in 30 days in 30 days anything gonna change no well then there's nothing to talk about and he walked out so And that's the one where everyone goes, oh, you had a temper tantrum, and you walked out. But that wasn't really the truth. So anyway, uh, we will continue with everything else that's going on in this country, but I'm out of time for part one. Don't go away. Five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and I'll be right back with part two of the main event. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. President, wholesale capital Corporation your local direct mortgage lender here in California financing houses in California Arizona Ohio Texas and very shortly here Nevada and Florida if you're in if you're uh, you know I don't talk about I don't talk about real estate and financing too much we actually have a show that uh, me and uh, three of my guys did um, that's playing at various times on the radio you can get on it at Hoffmannet where we talked a little bit about the the uh, uh the timeliness of what's going on and buying a house if you're interested in that. Go to edhoffman.net or just keep listening. Um and it'll be on it'll be on the radio sometime on the weekends. So uh um but you know what? I find that I find that on the on the main event you guys think it's boring if you're not in the market so but if you are in the market call me 855-640-2020 and I'll help you uh dial you into uh whatever you're thinking on your real estate financing and uh 855-640-2020 or wccloans.com so uh we talked about the wall and apparently the government is opening back up till at least till February 15th so everybody can get paid again and uh everybody can get paid again and they give uh, the Democrats 3 weeks to to stop being uh to pull the corn cob out of their butts and uh st- and start making some sense instead of having a stalemate, and I think it's uh quite, quite timely. You know this this is an Abraham Lincoln moment. This is in in history, and we won't no one will recognize this until five years after Trump's out of office. No one will recognize the significance of this time, um, and. I mean that's just that's just typical history. You know what uh nobody nobody thought you know, when Reagan was in office, they were talking about him being a uh, old senile uh, warmonger and uh didn't recognize his the greatness of what he did until, you know, five or six years later. You know, uh I think the, the wall of uh the Berlin Wall fell down a year, year and a half after he was out of office and just the significance of his peace through strength uh uh policies and all that stuff, um and of course the significance of what abraham lincoln did um happened uh we recognize that now in history although uh shortly shortly after shortly after he passed the 13th amendment um he was assassinated for it um so uh hopefully hopefully history doesn't repeat itself but the uh the i just think i think this i think we're in times that are very significant, and most people don't even recognize it they're, because the Democrats and the media are just pushing too much to make it trivial. Oh, you know, he's just making such a big deal over Trump wants his wall. Guess what? It's not Trump's wall. It's America's wall. And they're going to build it with America's, with America's money, the taxpayer's money, not you, you, uh, not you politicians' money. It's our money, and it's to protect us, not you. It's to protect us, our country. And the good thing about it, hey, we actually get something for our money this time. So, anyway, the Republicans are uh, the, the, the Republicans are fighting hard, and the Democrats are fighting hard, and they're in a stalemate. And uh, hopefully, that this uh, eases up some of the federal workers that are whining about having to stay home, and even though they're gonna get their paychecks anywhere. anyway. Anyway. I know i'm a heartless bastard and uh and i have no i have no feelings, but you know what i've been there i've been there they should have uh prepared for this stuff uh prepared for the inevitability i mean it's like not like anybody didn't see this coming and and just so you know federal employees get paid way more than what the free market would pay them for the jobs that they do guaranteed guaranteed so let's uh I was talking to uh Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and his sister-in-law works for social services and she started with no degree for 30 bucks an hour, uh, several years back. And now she makes 40 bucks an hour working for social security. Um, doing the, you know, when you go in for social security and, and, uh, filling out the forms to verify if you, if you qualify, you know, she's a form filler outer. That's what her job title is. Form filler outer. She makes 40 bucks an hour boo hoo boo hoo so anyway so i could get on i could rant on this for another half hour but then i don't have don't cover anything else so let's talk about some other stuff the so-called early primary for democrats running in 2020 hit another milestone this week the part where everyone starts apologizing for their past started out with uh senator kamala harris who announced her candidacy on monday to no one's surprise uh you know last week she did her her cool uh, her cool uh, songs to uh, her uh, her mood her mood music, and uh, and at this time as a guest on Good Morning America, Harris hijacked Martin Luther King Day with her announcement.
4: Do you have an announcement you'd like to make? I am running for president of the United States. Yes. Well, and-, that's <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it.
2: <laughs> her her laugh is going to be as famous as Hillary Clinton's. So, uh, so we'll see. So, uh, and if you listen, if you listen to how she answered George Stephanopoulos on this next question, she almost sounds like, she almost sounds like a Republican.
1: If you win, yes, you're going to be commander in chief. Yes. What qualifies
5: you to be commander in chief?
4: Well, first of all, let me just say, I love my country. I love my country. And this is a moment in time that I, I feel a sense of responsibility to stand up and fight for the best of who we are. And that fight will always include as one of the highest priorities our national security. And thinking about it in a way that we understand that we must be smart, we must understand the power that we have, the strength that we have, that is about military power, it is about diplomatic power, it is about the power that we have, in terms of what has been until recently our moral authority in the world and our ability to work with our allies. I am a career prosecutor, as you said. My entire career has been focused on keeping people safe.
2: Keeping people safe, but she was our attorney general, uh, our attorney general in California. And uh, what did she do about sanctuary cities? And what does she do about? Uh, and she's our California senator now. What is she doing about keeping us safe? What is she doing about? Hey, she loves this country. You know that's that's your typical line. All evidence to the contrary. Um, I don't know. Hey, she talks smooth. She talks, hey, you know what? All I have to do is be talk smooth and be uh, nice looking, and that's all you have to do to get Democrat votes. So she's talking about national security, all evidence to the contrary that she cares. Um, talking about military, you know, like she understands any of that. And we have to exercise our moral authority. We have to ex- exercise some moral authority, and we have to, have to exercise some judgment too, some priorities. And priorities have to be, hey, take care of our people first. Just kind of like how they tell you on the airplane, hey, if you lose cabin pressure, the mask will fall down, and don't worry about put them up, put the elastic over your head, and breathe into, just breathe normal, and there's oxygen going through there, even if the thing doesn't inflate. And if you've got small children, put your mask on first before you put theirs on. Don't pass out saving your kid before you can before you can uh, put on your own. Put your own on so that you're safe, then you can save your kid. Same way as if you've ever been through a life uh, saving class, they teach you uh, as a uh, as a lifeguard, a lifeguard. Hey, you know what? If you're if you're if you're if your person that you're saving, if your victim, if your victim or the or the person, you, I don't know what the name for it is, um, it starts grabbing onto you. You got to know where where to grab their pressure points and how to get them away and push them away, because don't let them drown you. You have to be able to stay in control. And uh, so, hence, that's how it has to be. So, uh, so ne- the next came a uh, Hawaii congresswoman, no one's ever heard of until last week, Tulsi Gabbard. The Congress, in Congress uh, since 2013, so let's see, you ran for Congress, you've been in there for three terms, and uh, now you feel like you have the name recognition and the qualifications to run for president. So, uh, even though she's made very little news nationally. Her first taste of getting big headlines came this week when CNN reported that she re, that she worked for her father's organization, the Alliance for Traditional Marriage, in the late 90s and the early 2000s. You know what that means? She was against gay marriage. Okay. In a video released Monday, Gabbard acknowledged the role that she and her dad played in the fight against same-sex marriage in Hawaii. So, of course, now she's apologizing. Aloha. In my
5: past, I said and believed things that were wrong. And worse... They were very hurtful to people in the LGBTQ community and to their loved ones. Many years ago, I apologized for my words and more importantly, for the negative impact that they had. I sincerely repeat my apology today. I'm deeply sorry for having said them. My views have changed significantly since then and my record in Congress over the last six years reflects what is in my heart a strong and ongoing commitment to fighting for LGBTQ rights.
2: Yes, because it's it's very important for LGBTQ people to have special special um special rights and special uh special treatment because the fetishes that they have that they like to do in the bedroom that have nothing to do with you or me, but they should have some special rights. And we should rearrange all of our beliefs and all of our definitions of the word marriage. So they can rub it in, their, rub it in their, our faces. Instead of just doing their thing, live and let live, we, they have to rub it in our face. So anyway, that's, a, that's a Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, I can't be a Democrat if I'm against gay marriage. If I have any, if I have any uh, common sense, I can't be a Democrat, so I better apologize for that. Then there's Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Last week she announced on Stephen Colbert... Um, show that she's running for president, and this week she chose Rachel Maddow, another one of my favorites, uh, to uh, apologize for her previously conservative views on guns and immigration. What are those positions? Well, not long after she appointed, she was appointed for Hillary Clinton's vacated seat in 2009, the new senator, uh, Gillibrand, dared to use the expression illegal aliens, a term that is now a huge no-no for progressives. They're not allowed to say that. That's und- undocumented immigrants. They're not illegal. They're just undocumented. She also called for making English the official language of the United States. Oh, my God. Here's what Gillibrand said when uh, when Rachel Maddow asked about her evolution on immigration.
4: Well, I don't think it was... Um driven from my heart i was callous to the suffering of families who want to be with their loved ones people who want to be reunited with their families and i recognize as we all do that immigration and diversity is our strength as a country it's always driven our economy it's the american story Mm -hmm. and so looking back i just i really regretted that i didn't look beyond my district and talk about why this is an important part of the united states story and why it's an important part of our strength
2: you know what Maybe this is not a good analogy, but you know, I was callous to the, 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 the people that want to be with their family. You know what? Think about all the guys that joined up in the military. Think about the Navy SEALs. Think about the Marines. Think about the Air Force guys and the Army guys that are overseas protecting our country because they made a commitment. I'm going to go fight for our country. And they left their families behind as they knew they would when they, during times of deployment. And their families want to be with them but they made a commitment. So what are we doing about that? We're saying, Hey, you know what? You'll be with the family as soon as he comes back. He won't be over there forever. And we rotate them through, rotate them through. They're deployed for a year at a time or two or six months at a time or whatever, whatever the rule is, they try to do what they can to keep those people. um, And, uh, and hoping that they come back alive. Um, That's a commitment they made. You know what? If people down in Mexico and and Central America, if their family, if their family members made commitments to come up here, you know what? If they came across legally, that doesn't mean we should care about the the rest of the family that didn't come up legally that want to be with them. Hey, you know what? You want to come up and be with the rest of your family? Then, you know, register, register at the door. Do it legally. Do it legal. Well, you know what? I just, I, I had a cold heart to that. Eh, poor babies, uh, and finally former Vice President Joe Biden, who's almost certainly running in twenty twenty, despite delaying an announcement multiple times now. I think he just wants to. I don't know that. I don't know that. I I don't know that I believe for sure he's gonna uh, run. I think maybe he just wants some attention. Um, I don't know that he still has the energy for that. Carefully, he carefully apl- apologized for the criminal justice votes he cast long ago as a senator, without specifically mentioning his support for the 1994 crime bill that led to an era of mass incarceration of black drug offenders. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. He he, he didn't want to mention his support for the 1994 drug uh, crime bill that led to an era of mass incarceration for black drug offenders. Well, do we care what color they are? It, it was a, a mass incarceration of drug offenders. Doesn't matter if they're black or white. If the crime bill uh, put away some drug offenders, why do we care what color they are? Here's Joe Biden. I haven't always been right. I know we haven't always gotten things right. It was a big mistake when it was made. We thought
1: we were told by the experts that crack, you never go back. It was somehow fundamentally different. It's not different but has trapped an entire generation.
2: Yeah, and uh, he he reminded the crowd that as vice president, Barack and I worked to make the sentencing for crack cocaine and powder cocaine the same. Wow, you you guys are you guys are really you guys are really monumental. Do some monumental things. Made a uh, crack and crack and regular cocaine the same crime. Wow, monumental. You'll probably go down in history right there with Reagan and Lincoln. Apparently, uh so anyway, let's talk about uh the thing that most people are the the most often try to do this stuff in in chronological order. Here's uh the most talked about thing this week. The media stepped in another hoax designed to make the white male Trump supporters look like old racist bullies, or in this case, young racist bullies. The story that white teenagers with Make America Great hats were taunting, spitting on at a Native American veteran after the March for Life in Washington, D.C. took off last weekend. With the boys in the video, students at Covington Catholic High School in Kentucky were immediately pronounced the instigators. Here's one of the chaperones of the Covington group who tells a very different story than what the media reported.
5: We were standing there and we looked and all of a sudden they turned their attention to our group and they were screaming horrible, horrible things that I will not repeat to our children, to children, not adults. They were screaming them at children.
2: Yeah, this is a regular thing in Washington, D.C. If you've ever been there, Um, there's. Uh, hate groups and every, there's always protests going on all the time. It seems like she's referring to a group called the Black Hebrew Israelites, who were screaming gay slurs at the boys, calling them crackers and maggots, and berating a African American Covington student for being friends with the other kids at at Covington uh, Covington Catholic. And contrary to what to what Nathan Phillips, the Indian guy, uh, told the media, the video reveals that the boys were not chanting "build that build that wall" at him. Here's CBS report that explains how the hoax was started on Twitter and took off from there.
5: Multiple videos have emerged of Friday's incident. Some show a radical group known as the Black Hebrew Israelites taunting a group of Covington Catholic High School students who had just participated in a March for Life anti-abortion rally. Native American activist Nathan Phillips walked in between the two groups. He says he wanted to defuse the situation. It was this moment between Phillips and Covington student Nick Sandman, where some believe Sandman was disrespectful.
3: As far as standing there, I had every right to do so. I don't. I, my position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips. I respect him. I'd like to talk to him.
5: The Twitter account that helped spread the initial video has been removed. The user, at2020fight, claimed to be a teacher and an advocate named Talia from California. There was a photo appearing to show Brazilian model and actress Natalia Cardoso. In a statement, a Twitter spokesperson said deliberate attempts to manipulate the public conversation on Twitter by using misleading account information is a violation of the Twitter rules.
2: So, uh, as it rolled out last weekend... As it rolled out last weekend, um, apparently these kids were there. Um, they're all wearing "Make America Great" hats on. They're there to sh- to march for the uh, the March for Life and uh, protest abortions. And uh, which, incidentally, I don't have I don't have written on my my notes here, but apparently uh, New York passed some uh, uh, Governor Cuomo of uh, of New York. Passed, signed some law into bill that basically says that uh, um, you can abort a baby all the way till the due date, um, which is amazing. I just can't and they they, when the when the when it was passed in the uh, the New York Senate, they cheered. I just I don't I just don't I can't even fathom that. So. So they're there to to march in the protest against abortion they're making they're wearing make america great hats on it they're kind they're from uh, kentucky uh which is a, a very conservative state and uh trump has done great things for kentucky uh with the with the coal industry and uh so he's uh so they're there and apparently these uh these these black hebrew israelites start shouting a bunch of nasty stuff at him and the uh the Indian guy this uh um Phillips guy is, uh, he, they're, they're doing their, their native American thing and they're drumming. And he walks in between them and just walks right up and gets right in, uh, in, uh, um, the young guy's face. And he just stood there and smiled at him. And to me, I said, Hey, he's smiling. He's standing there and saying, Hey, I respect you, but I'm not moving for you. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to move because I'm not going to, you know, they're, they're looking eye to eye. So they're, and he's smiling. Or smirking, whatever you want to call it. He's smiling and smirking. And they're all just, the guy's drumming his drum and they're doing their thing. Okay, hey, it it did it did, uh, it did uh, get in between the, the the two groups and all that stuff. And somebody took a video and then posted it on Twitter and put a false narrative on it. And all of a sudden, everybody, look at what Trump has done to this country. Look at the mood in this country. They're being disrespectful to Native Americans. I mean, I have been, if you follow me on Twitter, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you may have noticed that I have backed way off in engaging on some of the political stuff on Facebook. Say, if I'm going to engage, I'm going to engage on Twitter. If I'm going to engage, I'll I'll engage on Twitter. I'll engage on my radio show, but I'm going to, you know, Facebook is too widespread of people that. I just don't need to offend people until we're in the right moment to where I can offend them one at a time. I can't mass offend people. Uh, but I had to, I had to step in on, on this. And so i say, you know what? Somebody, uh, somebody uh, posted things said about how bad this is. And, and basically that Trump created this. And I'm saying, Hey, you know what? Don't judge a group of people that support Trump based on anything. A high school kid does. Number one, I didn't know what, what happened, but you know, high school kids are idiots. Okay. They're all idiots. Say every single one of them are idiots. Okay, guess what? Including you when you were in high school, and including me when I was in high school. That's what we do in high school. We be idiots. And somebody else posted a video of the of the boys uh, sitting on a standing on a bench or standing around a bench, and some girls came by, and they they did some uh, cat calls at them or they they said some some stuff. And I've heard maybe the person who actually said it wasn't part of the group, but whatever. That's what 15-year-old kids do. I don't care about all this toxic masculinity and the me too movement, and all that stuff. We're going to cease to, we're going to cease to exist as a human race. If we stop, boys from being boys and girls from being girls and guess what boys come into adolescence and they get into 15 16 17 year old and all they think about is girls and uh and that's what they do they make fools of themselves all the time and so that's a big dead gum deal you know and i just say hey you know what don't judge don't judge this based on and it just was amazing how crazy it got on social media so finally twitter did something right and to correct the fake news spread by the liberals, and we can't say the same for NBC, where Savannah Guthrie attempted to shame this kid uh, on a face to face interview with uh, with uh, with Phillips. well on a the shame the boy who was face to face with Phillips, Nick Sandman on uh, national TV
3: Do you feel from this experience that you owe anybody an apology? Do you see your own fault? We looked at that video and thought about how it felt from the the other's perspective. In other words, there were a lot of you, a handful of the others. Do you think they might've felt threatened by a bunch of young men kind of beating their chests? Do you think if you weren't wearing that hat, this might not have happened or it might've been different? There's something aggressive about standing there, standing your ground.
2: There's something aggressive about that. Okay, so here's 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 the here's the moral of the whole story. Here's the most important clip of the whole show, and I'm almost out of time. While while fake fake uh, Twitter accounts like this one and the Covington story have only started making deliberate different att- have only started making deliberate attempts to manipulate the public conversation in recent years, this is something Democrats have been doing for decades. Here's Nancy Pelosi in her weekly address in October, explaining how they do this. She calls it the wrap-up smear.
3: It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made.
2: You know what, if that doesn't make you mad, if that doesn't enrage you, you know, you guys need to share this show with people so that if nothing more for that last clip, for that last clip, that just goes to show this is a carefully orchestrated plan that the Democrats have to smear people with falsehoods and then have the the mainstream media spread it. Hey, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again with you next week
5: expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker. License number 01147747. NMLS 9873. And California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MD number 0937346.